This is Lisa DeLay, and you are listening to the Spark My Muse podcast. Hello, it's Christmas, December 25th, 2019. Today I'm coming to you with a few special things for Christmas and wishing you a very happy holiday. Before I get started, I would love to tell you that there are just five more days to get an early bird price for the June experience happening in Santa Fe and Chamayo, New Mexico. This is called Sacred Spaces. You can find out a lot more about this by going to sacredspacessantafe.eventbrite.com. Eventbrite is event and then B-R-I-T-E. What's going to happen during this time away is going to be an unforgettable, restful, rejuvenating experience where we also take a trip to a sacred site called Shamayo. This has been used for hundreds of years by pilgrims as a place of prayer, as a place of reflection, penance, and devotion. And I'm so excited to introduce this. There are about 10 spots left. It's about $300. This price will go up about $100 in the new year. This $300 covers the program, but also lodging for two nights and meals. It's a fantastic deal, and I haven't seen anything better, actually. So it's very approachable for a lot of people, and you can still save up a few months for airfare out to New Mexico. If you have any questions, you can also email me at contact at sparkmymuse.com. There will be some sponsorship money coming in, and I will announce that a little bit later. Today I'm going to read the passage of scripture very commonly associated with Christmas. It's Luke 2, 1 through 20. I hope that you can spend a little time this Christmas reflecting quietly at some point before the new year begins on the things you want to treasure close to your heart that have happened in 2019, the things that you would like to rid from your life in the new year, and how you would like to realign with God's will. It's a good idea at the end of the year to do a summary and also to figure out the ways that you want to renew yourself. This is also a really good time to have the Christ child be born in us again. Each year we celebrate this time of the incarnation. And this is such a hopeful time because Emmanuel is God with us, and that reality should give us pause and strike awe in us. God isn't far away. God isn't in the heavens. God is born right in our heart, and heart in the Bible means the place where we really are, our spirit, our core, our will. It's not associated with the seat of emotion as it often is in modern times. So when we say that we have invited God into our heart, it is to say that we have God is born into our whole being, uh, the core of our being on out. And that love saturates us and should overflow into everything that we do in our relationships and out into the world and the people who need to be cared for and loved. And that's not always going to feel like a reality. Christmas can feel like a sad time or a time of loneliness or a time where we don't see love in the world. And this is why Christ needs to be born in us every day. And the reality of the incarnation is an ongoing process where we invite God into us in a rich way to be born in us and in our actions, in our thoughts every single day and be mindful of that 
in every moment, every hour, and allow God to change us from the inside out through the Holy Spirit. So the story of Jesus in Luke goes like this. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken in the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while while Quirinius was the governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord, and this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had happened about this child. And all who heard were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. I love this piece of scripture which announces the birth of Jesus. This is the birth of the King, the Messiah, and who gets the announcement but these shepherds on the outskirts? The shepherds work was some of the worst work. It was often work that um, former prisoners might do, outcasts, and people rejected by society. This was the only kind of work they could do. Stay away from home, stay with sheep day in, day out, not get showers, baths. And yet they were in on this wonderful pronouncement. They got to see the angels singing in the heavenly hosts. It's a story of joy and hope and a good news message for the least of these. When Jesus comes, how the story in the Bible shares it is that it wasn't a pronouncement to the royalty. There was no invitation for the royalty to come and meet him. It was for the shepherds, the poor outcasts. And they had such joy in their hearts. They told everybody that they came across about it. The next thing I want to read is something that touched me. Maybe some of you have heard it before, but it's worth reading here because for some of us who have suffered 
a death or a loss or some kind of heartache around Christmas time, there is still hope for us and joy can still be there in the midst of sorrow. And for you, I hope a special blessing this Christmas that maybe your heart will be warmed as you sense the presence of God. Henry Wadsworth Longfellow was filled with sorrow at the tragic death of his wife in a fire in 1861. The Civil War broke out. Two years later, Longfellow was again saddened to learn that his own son had been seriously wounded in the Battle of the Potomac. So he sat down to write at his desk one Christmas day, and he heard the church bells ringing. It was in this setting that Longfellow wrote this poem called Bells on Christmas Day. I heard the bells on Christmas Day, their old familiar carols play, and wild and sweet the words repeat of peace on earth, goodwill to men. And thought how, as the day had come, the belfries of all Christendom had rolled along the unbroken song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Till ringing, singing on its way, the world revolved from night to day, a voice, a chime, a chant sublime of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Then from each black, accursed mouth, the cannon thundered in the south, and with the sound the carols drowned of peace on earth, goodwill to men. It was as if an earthquake rent the hearthstones of a continent and made forlorn the households born of peace on earth, goodwill to men. And in despair I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth, I said, for hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Then pealed the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail, with peace on earth, goodwill to men. And this brings to mind that hope is not found outside somewhere else and given to us uh, in a way that the world can give gifts like toys or trinkets. Hope is actually found outside ourselves from God and given to us in our hearts. There will be times of despair. There will be times of grief that come during the year and during Christmas when we would hope to be more joyful. We would hope to be able to sing and be filled with gladness and merriment and happiness. But sometimes we're despairing and there seems to be a lot of strife maybe within our families or within our country or just within our world. And there's sadness and evil about that we can't seem to control or have any power over. But it is because God has given us hope and we take hold of that hope and have action and love that brings us forward into the world. Out of that overflowing of hope and love, we make the world different. It isn't some kind of a magic trick that things change in the world. It isn't with some abracadabra stroke of the wand that God makes miracles happen and things just change. It's with people in whom God resides. And the incarnation of love is real so that we empathize with other people and we can meet their needs, even if we don't agree with them or even if we feel tormented by them, we can have goodwill toward them. 
And that's because love in itself is a kind of miracle and a miracle worker. So this day, this blessed Christmas day, or whenever you're hearing this, I hope it can fill you with a kind of joy. And I don't mean happiness. What I mean is a sturdy gladness that is sweet and sustaining and takes us through any circumstance, good or bad. If you would like to support this work, this work that is here to nourish joy, I would really appreciate it. That can be done by going to the website, sparkmymuse.com and clicking on donate button. Or if you want to be a regular supporter, you can donate monthly. It can be a dollar, it can be $10. And you do that by going to patreon.com forward slash sparkmymuse. It brings me joy to bring things new to you each week, but it also takes some help, some financial help, and also spreading the word. So please share this episode with somebody else. I will bring you something new for New Year's.